Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You're tuned in listening to United to the Boost. This is the Cinematic Odyssey. Uh, you are here joined by myself, Tristan, and uh, the great other host here, Max. We're going to be talking about a legendary French film. came out in 1956 called A Man Escaped. This is from legendary French filmmaker Robert Bresson. Bresson, Bresson, I don't know. Uh, he uh, He's responsible for making films such as, well, the one we're talking about, Ahzad Balthazar, Pickpocket, L'Argent, Diary of a Country Priest, Mouchette, and, you know, other films as well. But he's, um, he's highly regarded, considered one of the most important, probably the most important French director, uh, one of the greatest French directors. Um, his films cover humanity. That's kind of like the main thing that he does with his works is he kind of um, uh, examines the human condition in all of its plight um, and kind of iniquities of certain people and and uh, the hardships and tribulations of, of what life brings to us. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, he's he's been a filmmaker that I've been wanting to kind of dive into for a while, uh, specifically with Ahuzad Balthazar, which is a film that follows a donkey. Um, I know that doesn't sound like that's about humans, but it is. <laughs> The donkey interacts with humans the entire film. <laughs> I'm just imagining a lot of that, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> that that's all that I'm picturing. <laughs> or the worst the worst Christmas song in recorded history, Dominic the Donkey. Um that song. Dominic the Donkey. That sounds like Dominic the Coco. Dominic the Coco. Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not but, yet. Okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In. But yeah, whole... man. It... Sorry. Where you, where you I said I've got the whole new setup. I've got a projector on my nightstand, so I can just throw it up on the wall. Oh, nice. And lay down. Nice. And watch. Because nice. that's the only way to experience the cinema. That's uh, right. That's right. My home. But yes, a man escaped. Man escaped. Um, did. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, just off the rip, it's I'm, not. It's not. It's very straightforward. It's not. Yeah. There's no fluff. It's just kind of like, this is what you are given. It's very um, straight to the point. In terms yeah. of the filmmaking, I would okay. say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it feels to me, and and I'm like this was sort of. I guess it wasn't what I was expecting in that I was expecting more of a narrative, knowing what it is now, knowing that it was based off of the memoir of an actual French prisoner who did escape from a, a prison occupied by the Germans, um, in World War Two, like knowing that it's based on this this man's actual escape. It. I think it sits a little bit more in the documentarian 
aspect of film in that it's more of a nonfiction uh, piece of art. It's more of, it's not a, a narrative retelling to draw some grand meaning out of humanity and, you know, editing the little pieces of the past to make it all make a nice story. I mean, we, we've seen like the stuff about the blind side in the, in the news and uh, Michael Orr, the um, football player oh, yeah. mm-hmm. being under conservatorship, having a lot of the details of his life really altered in the film to, you know, make the story look a little bit nicer and, and does play into a little bit of the white savior. Uh, yeah. As well, Oh, a little, oh, a lot. just a little, <laughs> just a little Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the, none of that happens because it's so much attention to detail is paid that every little um, piece of the story is necessary and not only is it necessary, but it feels entirely real. And it, it doesn't feel like there's anything forced. He doesn't get a pen in the mail and the pen has a laser and the laser cuts through. There's no high-tech gadgets. It's sheets and clothes and a spoon. Yep. And they're able to he's able to build suspense so well with the, the rudimentary pieces. And I that that's what I that's what I was you know shocked by, and just the fact that you know it's way more nonfiction realistic grounded than mm-hmm. you know a heist movie, your Mission Impossible's, your Oceans, any any number. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, the stakes are pretty high, though. I mean, it's not like high to the point where he's saving the world, but it's high. I mean, it's life and death, literally. Because if he doesn't escape, he's going to be killed. Right. And, you know, he's... Uh, the the character, the actor, he's kind of just... He's not a, a trained actor. He's um a guy picked off from the street. I don't right. actually know how how he was casted for the role. Um, But it's, it's sort of neorealist in that way. Like the Italian neorealism movement of the 50s and the 40s where these Italian filmmakers were, you know, because there was no real semblance of a studio system at that time because of, you know, the fascist uh, regime uh, of Mussolini at the time. And so the films in within the studio, the Italian studio system that were being made were just propaganda films. So like the real, the real Italian filmmakers and artists, they were kind of just, forced to the side and basically were reduced to using rudimentary, um, you know, equipment and like, you know, they couldn't really get professional actors. It was just kind of people that they either knew or just some random person off the street, most famously like bicycle thieves. But yeah, I mean, this film kind of has that element to it where it's very, as you said, grounded and there's no, there's no real, there's no fluff to it and there's no like kind of like over drama is like not kind of it's not very melodramatic or like over dramatized uh which which adds to the uh the tension um of of the film and kind of his the character's plight and like you know 
um, not relating to his his circumstance, but you know, rooting him on uh, more and more as the film continues, and and praying and hoping that nothing bad happens. It doesn't get caught. Yeah, all those things. It really works well with the paranoia. The use of sound, brilliant. I mean, oh, I know. Whistles, clearing of the throat, scraping on the wall, the spoon jamming through the door, the like knock. the knocking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of that usage, so simple, like even like the footsteps coming down the hall, that, you know, moment of paranoia, that moment of you want to keep going, you want to go further, but that risk of I don't have enough time to put everything back together. If, if someone were to come here. So it's, I mean, I, I, I really appreciated the lack of a score. And the only piece of music that is used is Mozart. Like Mozart. Yeah, Mozart. It's repeated a few times. Um, the same cut of the music just repeated a few times. And it's the Kyrie uh, under further research. Lord have mercy mass but uh it's that that only comes in at those pivotal points where you need a break or where um fontaine the gentleman escaping he i feel like that music only plays when he experiences a setback as he's like is this the point where i give up is this the point where i stop and this is just the end of my life now Mm. Yeah, and um, more so like on the technical aspect too, I would say the the cinematography, the way that this film is shot is very economical. Like there isn't a shot that's wasted because um, everything, you know, because the film is so detailed in the process of him coming up with a plan and then preparing for his escape plan and then a wrench, a curveball is thrown into the mix. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to. But every 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 little thing, you know, his conversations with the other inmates, um, who all by the way are like French resistance fighters. Yeah. And so they're all trying to escape. They're all like falsely imprisoned, um, and all all these things. And you know, there's there's a priest uh or a reverend who's there and he's like this source of hope that i think that fontaine gets um not only from the the scriptures that he reads from the priest but also you know the the um the fact that i think he can see outside like the window and and like talk to other people is is pretty big for his morale yeah um because we see him throughout the film talk to a couple of couple of dudes who are walking in the yard and they give him some tools. I forget what they give him. Um they give him something. I, I forget. Give him the spoon. Do they? Oh no, doesn't he take it? Doesn't he take it from somewhere? I mean he delivers letters on the like it's it's more of his 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 source to the outside world yeah. uh, 
he lets people know that he's been captured. Um, I mean, but like, even when they move him upstairs away from the courtyard, away from the pacing men, he's still able to come to the window or at least like the top of the cell and talk to his neighbor. Yeah. An older gentleman, like still having those moments of social interaction. That is that that is more of the key, I think. Yeah, it's monumental <clears throat> for his survival. And you know, when we see like my favorite parts of the, the film is when we watch him, you know, scraping at the door of his cell with the spoon and you know, talking about like you know, narrating over the different things he's doing, you know, when he's braiding the rope with the wire from the bed frame. And the um, oh, the yeah. clothes that he gets, and and all these things, because <clears throat> there's something so mesmerizing to me about that, like that process of executing on the plan, or yeah, well, the the escape itself sequence obviously is is really uh, tantalizing, but also just like everything leading up to that moment in his cell when he's doing this work. Um, is very enthralling for me. It's not. It's not. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I mean, it's something I, I seek out for. Like, when it comes to other heist films and prison break films, that that process. I think in this is very. I mean, it's very simple and rudimentary, but it's so effective. Yeah. Like that, that just the longer shots of the actual physical work, right? Yeah, of him just like sitting there, you know, just scraping at the door with the spoon and <laughs> braiding the rope, all those things. Thought I was about to sneeze. Oh, <laughs> ouch! But I mean, that, that I mean that probably would have killed him. Like even a sneeze, a false step, any noise, they're gonna. Oh bark. yeah. I mean, yeah. I for one, I, I am shocked that they did not catch him or find anything, you know, and, and there's the, there is the one piece of the, um, that they do actually, you know, crack down on the prisoners for um, anyone who has a pencil mm -hmm. uh, must give it up, like effectively removing any commun any possible way of communicating with the outdoors. Yeah. So if you keep it, you die. If you give it up, you'll die, but later. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's it's that waiting game. And Fontaine gives it up because that's I think that's the key there. Like No, he, he keeps it he keeps his pencil. He does? No. Yeah, he keeps it. He give he gives it up. No, 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 no. Somebody else gives it up. Well, a lot of people give it up. He he keeps it. You remember that that shot where the guards come to his cell? They ask him for yes. the pencil and he hides it behind his hand, like in the palm of his hand. He mm -hmm. says, no, I don't have pencil. That's yeah. true. No, he does. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of like everybody else, though, does. Um, mm -hmm. Fontaine's really playing with fire there. And I, I don't I don't understand why, because I don't believe he writes another letter. Um. I mean, he oh no no he writes instructions. 
Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. No, it's been a little bit. Yeah, because because he has a a cellmate across the the cell block that is like his lookout when he's working on the door. Yeah, and we see him attempt to escape when they're walking out after they wake up to get water or whatever. And he runs, he runs away and then reaches the wall and can't get over the wall because his rope wasn't strong enough and it broke. Which, which is that line, which is um, he had to fail so the Fontaine could succeed. Mm-hmm. You, need to, you yeah. needed that test run, that guinea pig. One person needed to try and fail so that one person could succeed and then give everybody else the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. But um I mean there's never like a a sense of coerciveness between the inmates. They're all kind of I mean they're all there for the same reasons. Yeah. And you know, there's a silent camaraderie between them. <clears throat> I'd agree. And it... You're right. There's never really a... I mean, they only get to speak to each other when they wash up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's really it. And they get that... They get the few moments to themselves. There is... I mean, at the end, there's those moments of doubt. Because it, it brings in that other question of when... When? Nothing further than that. When? Because if he waits too soon and everything isn't ready... Then if he fails as well, he gets caught, he gets killed, and everyone's everyone in the prison's back to square one. He could yep. wait too long, get caught with all of this paraphernalia in his cell, and then, you know, just be, you know, killed immediately. And then again, everyone's still back at square one because he didn't escape. He's yeah. walking the dangerous line. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't quite get how they don't check his cell more often or even more thoroughly. Like, there's not that much in there. Like, you can you can figure it out. You can, yeah, yeah. See, you know, all the things that are inside of it. The, 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 he's escaped before, or at least he's attempted to escape before. Like the yeah, start of the film is right. them bringing him to this prison after another escape attempt yeah that's right and he attempts to escape from the bottom uh level and they move him up and then they're like well now that he's upstairs he can't possibly try to escape so we're just not even gonna check (laughs) that's the one thing that like really it sits it doesn't sit well with me maybe maybe it's like the arrogance that the guards had that's also possible yeah because like Think about it. I mean, in the film, they say there's really only one way out of the that that cell block where he's held, and that's like the window above him. Yeah, because all the doors leading to the outside, like of the courtyard, is they're all locked and they're all guarded, and so it's you know nearly impossible to try to open unlock and open both big metal doors without alerting any guards Um, so the only feasible way is 
to escape from the the window. So I think I think maybe it's like uh Bresson was like trying to say that the Nazis arrogance because they thought they had it all under control, you know. I mean, this was kind of like a theme of of Nazis uh the Nazi um military strategy. It was just kind of like we we got it. We're chilling. We can do whatever we want. We're we're the might. We're we have all the technology and all that. So maybe maybe it's a aspect like that, like little commentary <laughs> like that. <laughs> the words of German commander Adolf Hitler. We got this. <laughs> they in fact did not. <laughs> <got this. laughs> they. I mean. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a good point i mean I, I i don't i mean i can you know if this is this is entirely based off of um the memoir of the uh soldier who escaped whose name is so french i'm not even gonna try to pronounce it um <laughs> i need to look this up but keep talking not even gonna try um but like you know, if you wanna you know wanna uh get more uh more symbolic with anything, you know, the idea of the window being able to see, being able to uh reach the outside, being that like having that like physical distance, like the barrier is partially removed, and you've just got those vertical bars. You can reach your hand through. You can reach your fingers through. You can hang your arms through, and talk to the people next to you it's an impermanent barrier um and the one that you know they absolutely everybody needs to kind of utilize because the connection is what keeps fontaine going like if he was in solitary if he was in a cube with no windows no he he's cooked would, he'd be crazy and he'd be dead yeah dude was cooked dude be cooked absolutely cooked but he wasn't cooked. But he thought he was cooked because, <laughs> surprise, surprise, a new inmate in his cell, oh. Yost, is some young 16-year-old kid. Such um, a German name, I think. Yost. Maybe he's Dutch. Yost, whatever. Yost. Whatever, how you say his name. But, I uh, what are you saying? I'll be honest, I just thought of the weekend update host, Colin Jost. <laughs> kind of looks like him a little bit, too. Not gonna lie. A little. I Young mean, not kid, like he's got the comb over. Yeah, yeah. They're both white. Yeah. I mean, good, <laughs> good hair for being thrown in prison. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on. He's got nice hair. He does. He does. Well styled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's get he gets thrown into Fontaine's cell. And he was he's of German descent. Mm -hmm. I forget the reason why he was locked up. Was it because he was uh was he somewhere where he, where he wasn't supposed to be? Was he like uh... fighting for the French? Right? Wasn't he fighting for the French? Is that what he said? Of desertion. Ah, uh, okay, okay. He bailed. 
Yeah, he was like, dude, I ain't dealing with this anymore. It's not my fight, bro. But I, I mean, I, I respect I, uh, the deterrent idea of putting a roomie in with the Fontaine. Oh, yeah. Because not only would he then either have to rope this person in, who very well could be a mole, like you said, or not, not escape and just hope that he doesn't die before the war is over. Yeah, yeah, like gamble, gamble on the time, gamble and hope. Yeah, that uh, somebody comes and saves him. A roll of the dice is really, it's really, really prevalent because it it's it's so subtle in how it does it because we can all understand kind of how the. Uh, like it it seems if if we're not invested it seems like oh he got a safety pin oh they're collecting pencils oh he's tying he's ripping up his shirts we, we can kind of phone out everything but each step that he takes builds that suspense builds the need for him to get out and every so often we hear the gunfire yeah we hear the fact that they're executing more and more people Which, I mean, puts a little bit of urgency in the uh, part of um, Dear Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he considers also, too, to, to kill the kid. Yes. And he didn't, he didn't really want to because, you know, he's so young. But yeah. left, he was left with no choice because if he wanted to escape, it was either... I mean, he ultimately couldn't trust him, which, I mean, is understandable. Yeah. You know? I why, wouldn't. Why is this young German kid, like, being thrown in my cell at this time? Like, this is weird, odd timing. It's very suspicious. Yeah. But I think, I mean, the few conversations that they did have, he was finally like, okay, maybe he is for real. And uh, decided not to kill him. Because yeah. those kind of told him about his story and his family, his um, and his journey up until he was thrown into prison, and then uh, I guess that was kind of it. That was like, all right, let's do this, and um, man, that the the escape sequence was, man, that was real good. It's okay. very good. You're right. So good. Man, it's so satisfying too to watch. But also too, it's it's so it's so like tense because there's moments throughout it where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, they're not gonna be able to make it. Yeah. They're like it's their time's running out. They're they're uh they're so close yet so far because they have to well, one, the first part is to get out of the window on the ceiling. So, like, climb out the window, which is probably one of the easier parts of the escape. And then once they're on the roof, they have to walk all the way over to the other side of the building, but very quietly, obviously. So, that they, I think that said it took them, like, 30 minutes to do or something like that. Yeah. Really, like, 
walking and crouching as slowly as possible as to make little noise. And then they get to the other side of the building. And then they see this guard who's pacing back and forth in the area that they need to drop down to. And so they they sit there and wait. And wait and wait and wait for hours. Uh, I think, a, what, an hour or two? Maybe it's like an hour. But just trying to, like, study this guy's pattern. I mean, it was very simple. It was just back and forth. But the timing had to be right, because if the timing was off, they'd die. You know? Yeah. So, so they watched this guard just walk back and forth for God knows how long. And then they finally uh, they finally had an opportunity where he was a little further into the dark than usual. And so Fontaine jumps down the ladder and like smokes the guy. Yeah, knocks him out. Perfect description. <laughs> uh, no notes. <laughs> and then um, after that, they, uh, what do they do? They get on another building, no? Yeah, they have to climb another wall. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, they get on a... Yeah, because there's two walls they have to climb and get over? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that's the crazy thing. Like, the fact that they... Not only do they know what they have to do, they have to physically do it. First try. Yeah. <laughs> the... Oh, God. <laughs> only have one try. <laughs> yeah. If I had that pressure on me climbing a rope in middle school, not only would I not climb the rope, but I don't think I would have made it out the window in the first place. Yeah, because it's high. That's that window, uh, window, that ceiling window, window ceiling is high. They have Skylight. to climb. Like, yeah, they have to climb like three ropes. Then there's the moment where they're not just dropping; they're not free falling. They have to lower themselves down. They're climbing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the rope. They're not yeah, getting they have the hook. They have a hook. He made a hook. Like a rudimentary hook onto the to latch onto the the edge of the building like the roof. So it can hold them and use it as leverage. <laughs> like and I'm like praying like please don't break. Please don't break. Please don't break. Feel like I'm defying gravity. <laughs> He's just they're they're moonwalking down. They're like we're climbing. They're climbing down, which is harder, I think, than climbing up. Climbing up, yeah. But climbing up is hard. Yeah, mm. and I there yeah. that that I think is also like this. The entire escape sequence is probably one of the best because it's real things that people can actually do. Yeah. You don't have sticky gloves while you're climbing the outside of a window. Uh, you're not on no. the wing of the plane, you're not in space. You're not jumping the canyon in your car. <laughs> may or may not be a Fast and Furious reference. I don't know. I haven't seen the movies, <laughs> but <laughs> they do that, right? Yeah. See, you don't have to escape like that. This is yeah. a real deal. And yeah. you touched on it as well. The patience. 
mm-hmm. the waiting. Yeah, because they start at like when lights out. I think lights is out is at ten o'clock. Think so. And then they escape at four in the morning. Like they actually are free at four in the morning because they get on top of the next building, and this is the hardest part. Is because there there's a patrol that goes around the building, a guy in a in a bike, yeah, just literally riding around, just going forever. Mm. And they the there's a wall on the other side of this pathway, and so they throw the rope over, and it grapples onto the wall, and they have to they have to like. Uh, what what is that like technique called where you go upside down on it and you hold on to it with your legs like your feet crossed and you're um you're like shimmying your way oh like like a sloth yeah like a sloth yeah you're slothing your way across yeah yeah I don't know there's probably the actual term for it but there probably is I'm gonna yeah. look I'll look for it. But yeah, they gotta do that. And like <laughs> there's literally a, a guard just riding his riding the bike around, making sure there's nobody there that isn't supposed to be there. And they're like literally hanging above this guy that's riding the bike, and I'm like, dude, this rope's gonna break, isn't it? But it doesn't. It doesn't. And they wait there too. They wait there for a long time. Just watching his pattern. Um and yeah, they they eventually cross cross the uh the little gorge there. And they are free. They're free men. They're men escaped, not man escaped. I I'm looking at way too many pictures of sloth right now. <laughs> Just little little sloths. I, I think I, I think sloth climb is probably gonna be the best way to describe that. Okay. Sloth. Okay. sloth because I don't sloth. know I don't know how to word that. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, you're you're holding onto the rope with your hands and your feet, and your feet are crossed over it, and you're like shimmying your way across the rope. It's like the backstroke. Your back is facing the ground. Yeah. Your back's facing the ground, you're looking up at the sky, and you're, you know. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like. But, like, dude, like, they like had to do room, that. But not they, at all. Like, they had to do that first try. Yeah. First try. And if they fall, they're dead. You want to talk about the amount of trust they put in that rope? The oh. amount of trust they put in their, their weight and all the that most, stuff? Holy the crap. Most. That rope, that rope, greatest rope, literally made of, of clothes, and uh, wire from a bed. Hell yeah, box spring, <laughs> yeehaw! <laughs> Jeez Louise, that's the whitest I'll ever be. I can't. I don't even know. I don't even know if I could even do that. Like on a slack line, let alone a, like a rope. I, I actually. You know, right now, this is the point where I'll be super overconfident and say, yeah, I could totally do that part. No not way. At not at height and not with stakes. 
But you know, if it didn't matter if I fell on my back and winded myself from about two feet off the ground, I could totally do that. <laughs> but life and death? Yeah, no. No, I would crumble. I am not. I don't show up in the big moments. <laughs> oh, man. But they finally they finally get over on the other side of the wall and they're free. They're freedom. They're free, man. They're free, man. Freedom. 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 But yeah, I mean, that's the end of the film. I mean, it's pretty short. It's not it's not terribly long, but Yeah. Very, very engrossing, very enthralling. I mean, that it's it's simple and rudimentary, but extremely um Extremely enthralling. I already used that word like five times, but I'm going to use yeah. it again. I think it's a good way to describe it, in my it's opinion. I mean, the here's what I was I was shocked a little bit. Um, the uh, this I, I was in in a little bit of research after the fact. So Benny Safdie. Oh, okay. It says that piqued my interest. Says that this film is his favorite of all time. Oh, really? Which I kind of, I mean, I get. Yeah. But I'm also like, really? His favorite of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm double checking this. Yeah, let's see. Favorite film of all time. His, okay. his, his quote is, um, that has to be my favorite movie of all time, just because it always makes me cry at the end, because I feel like I've achieved something that the character achieves. And oh. it's what happens in the title, and it makes it no less suspenseful the entire way. Yeah, because you're it literally is spoiled. I mean the film is spoiled by the title. Like you know the guy escapes, but yeah, I mean, despite that, I mean, you still feel the tension. You still feel the suspense throughout the entire film. Literally up until the last second. You know, yeah. you don't you don't feel relieved until they are actually free. And then it's like this wave of relief and like joy. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it's done. They get over I mean, I didn't feel I didn't feel that strongly to it like Benny did. But I mean. I completely get why I completely get his reaction to the film. Yeah. I mean, I can see that it's a, it is acclaimed for the right reasons. I don't think it's my favorite of all time. Yeah. Neither is it mine. That's I don't sure. think it's going to crack, crack my lists for the end of the year here, but you know, Oh, I mean, it will for me. Okay, well, yeah, we, we grade slightly differently, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Do be like that sometimes. <laughs> Art's subjective. No, it is. It is. It <laughs> we is. gotta appreciate that. But there are bad films that are, you know, bad. Yeah. We actually talked about one. Yep. Yeah, we did. You remember yep. that? Yeah. Uh, why are you making me remember that right now? <laughs> it's sad. Oh. I'm just I'm dwelling now on the fact that uh, I'm thinking of that experience and I'm thinking of the fact oh. that you know I kind of just want to do it again. That was so fun. That was so, was so fun. I want to do it again. 
perhaps. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, I mean, like, ah, uh, I, I think there's a sort of there, there's that feeling of like. It's not just like it's the good guy wins in this. It, it feels more meaningful um, when they get over the wall. Yeah. In this at the end here, it feels. I mean, to me, it didn't feel like it was a uh, a good guy, bad guy, like an Avengers. Oh, we've defeated the bad guy. Therefore, we have won. It's not really a defeat. It's not a triumph, I think. I think it's more of a, just like a feat, like a success, like an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. uh, like similar to, more like more similar to like watching the Olympics, um, which I love to do. Love watching the swimming. Uh, mm -hmm. Some truly great swim races, uh, the last Olympics in uh, Beijing. Big thumbs up throwing out promotion for the freaking olympics like people don't know what the olympics are <laughs> but but like it, it's a physical accomplishment that leaves you kind of in awe mm. not really like you've received catharsis and the story has been tied up in a neat little bow because everything's still going to happen afterwards but yeah. like your jaw kind of drops and you're like holy crap i can't believe that just happened Right, right, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, especially with the fact that, like he breaks through his handcuffs with a safety pin. He, yeah. the rope, we, 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 I mean, we've said it's box spring and clothes, like. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he broke through a wooden door with a spoon. <laughs> I mean, come on. They he they they tied their shoes together as like a final piece of like um something they ended up leaving it behind. Mm -hmm. They tied their shoes together. They had to use their shoes. They had to use everything. Like no, he forgot. Yeah, Yost forgot his shoes. Yeah. He, he forgot their shoes. Yep. Yeah, because Fontaine mentions that in his narration during the escape, but then he's like, oh, "It's not worth the fight. Let's just keep going." I mean. It's sort of that um, you can't take your eyes off it. I mean, I'm going to make a really, really weird, another really weird comparison. <laughs> so please buckle your seatbelt. Okay. Watching the, watching the escape sequence and the amount of, you know, patience, exertion, timeliness, gamble, risk, all of that with all the stakes, you know, wrapped up into it. You ever seen American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, I that. have. It's, it's that. like that. It's, it's exactly <laughs> like that. No, A Man Escaped is exactly like American Ninja Warrior, except I guess, you know. They're not going to die if they fail. They, they get killed instead of wet. Yeah. But and the the prize is life instead of ten thousand dollars or whatever it is. But also too, like those people train to do that. That's true. These Fontaine and Yost didn't 
trained to do that. Right. Just did it because their human spirit willed them to do that. It's not like they've got yard time to get to get buff and be working out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not working out in his room. Fontaine is making rope. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pure adrenaline, pure guts. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do not have, I don't think. <laughs> oh, but yeah, great film. I mean, Robert Brisson. This is a it started like a informal trilogy of his. Ooh. Um, which the other two are Pickpocket and Le Argent. Um they're they kind of deal with the same themes. Mm-hmm. I think one is another prison break film, if I recall. I'm not entirely too sure, but yeah, it's sort of like a like a trilogy that's thematically I like somewhat similar. Yeah, like um the Tarantino one, which is uh was it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Django Unchained and uh there's one other one. Inglorious Bastards, maybe. Hateful Eight. Maybe it's Hateful Eight. But uh-huh. like I I I really like the term, the the um informal trilogy. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was great. Was cool. Um I don't know. I mean that's kinda that's kinda everything you have to say about that. Yeah. I mean we are looking to we're we're working on how to make this this podcast a little bit more uh zesty <laughs> fun for zesty. You. if if you have any suggestions on what you'd like to see from yeah, us let us know. maybe it's like a personal ranking maybe it's a uh description of the, the breakfast that we most recently eat have eaten uh maybe it's why Max will never eat a habanero pepper again. Uh, <laughs> because prior to this recording, I consumed a whole habanero pepper in one bite. Oh my, you're crazy. It did not go well. I was yeah, I, bet. I was crying. <laughs> it was a great time in my life. I, I was having such a ball, you know? But, you know, if you want to see any of that, you can send us uh, your submissions or your ideas to. Or. Ooh. Oh, no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Odyssey.of.cinema on Instagram uh, because mm-hmm. we will check and we will see and we'll be like, oh, thank you to your name here. And if you want to be a guest, just say so. We'll yeah, let you know what us. movie we're doing. Yeah. Um, And tell us ourselves you know because i know a lot of our our uh, listener base is in west virginia so tell max himself yes please find me on the street yeah tell tell him yourself tell him tell him and um you know if if you uh, happen to run into me tell me yeah so I mean, let I me know I'm realizing now, on top of the fact that when you introduced me at the top of the episode, I waved, like people would see that. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a brilliant move, Max. Super smart. Uh, but like, if they haven't met us before, they don't know what we look like. So it's official. Instagram face reveal at uh, a hundred episodes or t- 
10,000 followers. Oh, wait, we actually did release our faces a little bit earlier with the Oscar review um, reaction video. Yeah. Forgot yeah. about that part. Yeah, there was no sound, though, for my reaction. It's true. Uh, it's, that's like half the, that's half, half of it. I it's was laughing so much at that. Oh. <laughs> oh, that brought me such joy. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And again, if you have like a request, I mean, we've been compiling a few um, ideas from people who listen and enjoy. Uh, but if you have a request of something that we can watch, please also send that our way because we're open to watching lots of new stuff. That's right. I got time. Yeah. I actually recently watched. Um, what was it? Uh, Infernal Affairs, which was what The Departed was made of, or made off, based on. Ooh. Uh, and then Fast and the Furious, uh, the first one, and I'm I'm like watching the fifth one. I'm kind of like going back for some odd reason and watching some of the Fast and Furious movies. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. But at least far as what I'm watching right now. Fair enough. But um, yeah. I mean, that's that's all I got because I kind of gotta, kind of gotta go. Indeed, so it feels abrupt. But it do, I mean, but we'll you have anything? You have anything else to say? No, we'll see you. Soon. The wonderful people out there. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I mean, again, we'll figure it out as far as what next episode is. That's kind of what we've been doing for the past. <laughs> I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. Uh you guys will know what uh what next episode is when next episode comes out. But uh yeah, this has been A Man Escaped here on the Cinematic Odyssey. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Um Man Escape Forever. <laughs>